Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on March 8th, 2019. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. Today's show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That's what we talk about here in The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the CEO and president of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman, and of course, with us because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com, and executive producer of the South Bay Show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, Kelly, how are you doing today? Morning, all. It's Friday. <laughs> Good morning. morning, Joe and Jackie. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's our favorite day of the week. It's it sunny it's out. It's sunny. There's no rain and just a little bit of wind. Yeah. It's a gorgeous day. You know, I just yeah. looked out the window. Yeah. It's sparkly. It's sparkly out there. It's blue and crispy and sparkly. Uh, well, you know, all that <laughs> rain washed all the smog out of the sky and everything. Everything is in living color. It's fabulous. Anyway, uh, so this morning we would normally do a little host chat at first, but we have a guest that can only stay with us for a few minutes. So, Joe, uh, shall we just yes. jump right into this? Let's do it. All right, our guests this morning are Cheryl Abel and Kelly Fogarty from Seroptimist International of Manhattan Beach. Now, Cheryl Abel is currently the president of Seroptimist International of Manhattan Beach and has been a member of the club for 15 years. She has been an active volunteer in Manhattan Beach for over 30 years, serving as PTA president at the elementary and high school levels and actively working on bond measures for the Manhattan Beach Unified School District. Cheryl is currently program director at Crown Jewel Club, a nonprofit that teaches fifth grade girls in South Los Angeles the importance of manners, etiquette, self-esteem, and education. Now, Kelly Fogarty is celebrating 17 years as a Soroptimist this month. She has held many positions in the club, including president. Uh, she's chaired events as well as the club's philanthropic uh, program committees. Kelly has served on the Camino Real Region Board of Directors and on the Fundraising Council of the Soroptimist International of the Americas F- Federation. Kelly's work history includes selling computer systems in the 80s, being a realtor in the 90s, and working various administrative and consulting jobs until retiring. Now, this morning, we'll learn about uh, the Soroptimist organization and the upcoming fundraiser, LunaFest, a short film festival for, about, and created by women, taking place on Sunday, March 31st at 2 p.m. at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. Cheryl, Kelly, welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you for having us, especially thank on you. Good morning. International Women's Day. You couldn't that's be uh, right. yeah. better situated celebrating an organization that's uh, all about women. Kelly Stroman, <laughs> did you plan that? Did you plan that, Kelly Stroman? <laughs> I, I always have did. a method to my madness. You know that, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. The International Day of Women. So, uh, yes. Cheryl, let's start with you. Uh, we We are... You know, we have so many riches, so many wonderful nonprofit organizations in the South Bay, 
tell us what the Seroptimists do. Okay. Well, Seroptimist International is a global nonprofit organization that focuses on advancing the status of women and girls, primarily through access to education. I think most people know that education is the number one intervention that can eradicate poverty. So Seroptimist focuses on gender equality and the empowerment of women through their access to education. So we are an organization that's in 122 countries, and we have four federations. Our Manhattan Beach Club is part of the federation called Seroptimus International of the Americas. And that is in uh, 22 countries because we comprise North and South America. So we're a global organization. We have non, we're an NGO or a non-governmental organization. So we have consultative status at the United Nations. So we're a, a very uh, global voice for women is what we like to say. Cheryl, right. I have to ask right. you something. The, yes. the first thing you said about your mission about yes. education for women, you know, and how yes. that equals the playing field and gets people out of poverty. It's working in this country. I mean, the, the statistics say there are more women graduating college these days than men. So it's working in this country to a certain extent. How is it working around the rest of the world? Well, there's a long way to go. I mean, women's rights are human rights, human rights are women's rights, and we have a long way to go. But sitting at the United Nations, we do have a a chance to affect global policy. Uh, I'm going to be going to the Commission on the Status of Women, which is uh, it's the 63rd session. This is a global intergovernmental body that's exclusively dedicated to the promotion of gender equality and the empowerment of women. And what we do by attending these sessions is we bring in many NGOs from around the world and we can actually set policy. So we are trying to advance women's education around the world and holding member nations to task. They're sanctioned if they don't abide by the policies set by the United Nations. But it's, it, it's a, there's a long way to go. <laughs> but the vision of Seroptimus International of the Americas is also stressing uh, education, as you know, here in the United States, it's it's very bad. So we're vis- our vision is women and girls have the resources and opportunities to reach their full potential and live their dreams. And we do this through two signature programs. We have our Live Your Dream program, and we give financial awards to single female heads of household that are going back to school to improve their lives. And then our second program mm-hmm. is Dream It, Be It, which is career support for high school girls. So we're trying to target girls in high school, get them focused on goals, focused on education, any obstacles they might have, how they might overcome them. And we really feel that if we can get girls in high school focused, it's going to be a long way to uh, eradicating poverty because they will be educated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot, I know. Did, <laughs> it, it is a lot. Uh, did Did you... Kelly Fogarty or Cheryl, did you watch the Oscars this year? Uh, part of them, <laughs> not the whole show. Yeah, me, Kelly, are I did you, not get a chance, no. Okay, are you aware of the film that won documentary short, short subject? Oh, yes. 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 Tell me about it. Kelly, do you want to take do it? You want to, do you want, oh, I, I, I will, I, mostly because I really reviewed it and posted about it a lot. Um, so it was about uh, feminine hygiene, correct? That's the one you're talking mm. about, period, end of sentence? Yes. Actually, yes. the interesting story, I heard about that. I, ho- I don't know if it's true, but I read something in some trade publication that part of the reason it probably won was that there was some member of the Academy, a man who had come out a couple of weeks before and said, these are the films I'm voting for and here's why, whatever, a blog or an article of some kind. And he had, in the short documentary film category, he had said, I'm never going to vote for a film about menstruation, period, end of sentence. No. Keep it away from me, please, no. And so that created a huge backlash and so many more people than mm-hmm. within the academy who read this who were so interested to now go find out about this film and it won so it is a couple of documentary filmmakers who um, were exploring this issue of how girls cannot stay in school in many cultures on days when they have their periods. And um, mm-hmm. 
they, it, this happened to be in India, but of course it's something around the world, a lot of different cultural taboos about that. And the, because they can't stay in school, they fall behind, they leave school, they don't, they don't achieve an education. So it, it dovetails right. with a program that we support as well within our club here locally, uh, creating those feminine hygiene kits that then are sent to, um, to places around the world. But um, breaking that down the taboo, empowering women on the ground in those places to stand up and, and face this and end those cultural practices, as well as giving them solutions for you know, safely, uh, cleanly handling those times of their month when girls can therefore stay in school. And, and that will change a country. I, I I don't believe that you know people that don't see these kinds of films can scarcely believe the the impact on mm-hmm. a culture for whom this is thousands of years of culture. It it is it is hard to really fathom the the nature and the impact that uh, these uh, efforts can have, and and this is about also about. Uh, entrepreneurship and about a machine mm-hmm. that makes sanitary pads once it's installed in a village the women that operate this machine are both financially secure and independent and then of course they support many other efforts in their uh region uh regarding the the you know independence of women so i think uh you know it, it's uh it's it's a little drop in the ocean that has enormous ripples throughout their culture this particular film being in india but it's uh, throughout the middle east uh it can have uh, far far flung ramifications so it's a very important film and that guy man is he uh is he <laughs> having a, a rough time <laughs> i hope so uh Kelly, oh Cheryl, we we know yes. that you we have a short time with you. Tell yeah. us what you would like to leave us with in terms of a message. Wow, uh, so much of what I've said about um, just giving women access to education. Like I said, you can eradicate poverty. There's so much you can do when you educate women. They lift up mm-hmm. uh, villages, and uh, so many women are not reaching their potential. And seroptimists are working mm-hmm. around the world. And, and I, I say education, and it absolutely is a priority, but some of our projects have been uh, teaching women solar cooking, solar light, uh, teaching Mm. Uh, midwives in Papua New Guinea, uh, birthing techniques to reduce mm. infant mortality, mm. maternal mortality. So the Seroptimus reach is so far and wide, and yes, we absolutely stress education, but there are so many projects that we do around the world mm-hmm. that um, are mm-hmm. helping lift women out of poverty. And, of course, education is number one, but we really have so much <laughs> more that we do. Now you're talking so about like technology. People to know that. Yes, yes. One of the things There's that a- I love. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Go on, Cheryl. No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I'm trying to think of some other of our projects that you know maybe Kelly can help me. That some of our presidents, we have a presidents' appeal, and every year a president uh, of Seroptimus International chooses a pet project. Uh, this year is women water leadership. So we're giving women access to water that they have clean water and that they know how to uh, take care of their village because it's the women that are walking with buckets on their head three miles to bring water to their village. So giving them access to water right there can lift their standards immediately. Um, the, so that's the, the imp- so important. I'm sorry. I was just the impact of solar cooking is, is again one of these things. It's not just the time not foraging for wood it's the protection of the local ecosystem exactly exactly foraging for wood is very very damaging especially as the population increases and 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 also it's the health of the family burning these kinds of fuels and it's not just wood but it's dried cow dung and other uh, dried materials is very right. damaging to the health of the young people in the home, babies. Exactly, and, and it's also... Teach... <laughs> go on, go on. Yeah, well, I was going to say the safety of the women. These girls are walking miles right. to to right. get to water. 
and they're being attacked right. or they're being uh, right. accosted. I mean, it's the safety. Right. We have contributed. We have a uh, Seroptimus International Club in Maru in Africa, and I've mm. personally and our club has sponsored water wells for them. They have a well there that they can uh, get access their water. They're not walking three miles mm-hmm. just by giving them a, a water well for two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, mm-hmm. this is small mm-hmm. money for us, and it means the world to these people that these girls aren't on the road for f- four miles or whatever it is to get water. So it's safety, mm-hmm. it's health, it's, uh, you know, impact on the community. There's so many things that this uh, mm-hmm. uh, realizes by giving them these techniques. Well, Cheryl, we, Cheryl Abel, thank you so much for joining us. We, do, we don't want to delay the plane. We know they're holding the plane for you. <laughs> yeah. On my way to the United Nations, they are holding the gavel, waiting to start the session for me. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, and thank you for letting us celebrate International Women's Day, uh, spotlighting a a great women's organization. Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you. We appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Cheryl. Uh, Kelly, when we talk about focus, the, the internationally, the focus on women and girls is something that has not been a priority in the past. I mean, obviously, the Seroptimists have been in, 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 uh, in this area since 1928, but we are seeing a renewed interest throughout the NGO community and a renewed interest throughout the political structures in many nations now that we have the heads of state like the heads of state in in germany and the the heads of state in many uh, other european nations that are women kelly how can you can you put kelly fogarty can you put a sort of a, a a perspective on this this is really a new day isn't it it's not just about the me too movement it it is it is a movement it is as you say not just a me too movement it it is a movement though and there are you know how things accelerate things start and they go slowly and they accelerate but i think we are in an acceleration period of people understanding and accepting things that have been said by some people you know for for many years if you don't have full participation of your population how can you be a great nation if you keep half of your population down and those sorts of issues and and giving access to leadership positions and access to business opportunities and education and and you know we hope and we strive and you know it's it, as you say in your opening each time leave a legacy it's part of what Right. drives people in our community to to do and so bringing it back down here you know quickly to my desk I'm sitting at here in Manhattan Beach I I was mm-hmm. just you know blown away and compelled by this organization when I started to see it as more you know it it's our club I love my club members it's similar to other clubs but I don't know why I wasn't, you know, born in Ethiopia. I don't know why I wasn't born someplace else. And my duty to these people mm-hmm. extends through an organization like this so that even if I don't do something today, just because I paid my dues and I got out of bed today, I'm already participating in a way that's bringing change and advocacy and education and uh, spotlight as you say, to a, a worldwide movement. And I think that our, our work there and meeting Seroptimus from around the world is one of the true pleasures that you have when you go to one of the international conventions. We all have different problems. You know, if you're in a different federation, if you're in Southeast Asia or in Africa, um, we, we have much different problems here, right, as, as, as we like to often say. But to, mm-hmm. to see the <clears throat> groups of women bring their particular talents and passions to to solve a problem again always with a focus on women and girls it it's it's inspiring it's it's wonderful it it just makes me love the organization you know, i i have two know, daughters i'm sorry and i don't get a chance to have the the bigger discussion with them as often as i would like the discussion of of a legacy for women and a legacy for girls uh, here in the South Bay and California and the United States and around the world. <clears throat> have you, Kelly, have Kelly Fogarty, have you had a chance to hear Hacinda 
Ardern, I think it's Ardern, the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Oh, yes. Yeah, in fact, I was I, just in New Zealand. We took a wonderful vacation in February, and so her name and her uh, everything sort of hit hit the spotlight at that time. But I, I have, yes. She is. She is not only. She's thirty-seven, I believe. Not only is she one of the youngest prime ministers New Zealand has ever had. She is articulate. She is bright. She is. I believe, you know, a true world leader uh, in uh, many ways, uh, not just the fact that she's female, but the fact that she's smart and understands uh, the geopolitics of of Asia Minor and uh, the whole region and uh, is really uh, empowering people throughout women, throughout Asia and Asia Minor and... Mm -hmm. uh, and uh she's 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 quite a rock star on i guess it's instagram i mean she has a, a tremendous following and people love hearing her speak um and you were just in new zealand i was <laughs> great family wow. vacation wow our daughter fantastic, moved fantastic. to australia about a year and a half ago which was i thought was going to be hard actually i see her more now than when she lived in san francisco yeah. Because the, the company that she, she works for a division of Cisco Systems, and she did when she was in San Francisco, multinational company. Mm-hmm. They offered her an opportunity to move to Sydney, and uh, but she uh-huh. has to come back two or three times a year on business trips to California, and between uh, Ooh, that and, per, and, and personal trips, and uh, last oh, year my oh. husband and I went to Australia, and this year we went to New Zealand and met her. Okay. Fantastic, fantastic. Nice, nice. Uh, uh, Kelly Stroman, uh, we, we, we let Cheryl go, and I wanted to – I'm going to do a, a quick station break, and then maybe, Kelly Stroman, we can cover some of the happenings with the chamber. I'd be happy to. I'm ready for you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show, and uh, we're talking about the Seroptimists. International of Manhattan Beach, uh, an amazing organization. We, we talk with the, 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 all of the great uh, service organizations here in the South Bay, but this one really has a focus and an impact around the world that uh, is being felt, and uh, we really are, are thrilled to have them, and we'd love to have more conversations with them, and if you have questions, please give us a call. You can give us a call at 714-242-5288. That's 714-242-5288. If you're listening live, we'd love to have you. And Kelly, tell us, what's going on with the Chamber? Well, there is always action at the Chamber. You know that. Um, It's been... A fast and furious week, as you know, the South Bay, everybody had local elections, which we'll um, get into in a minute because we have some interesting uh, results in our local Manhattan Beach election. But at the Chamber, um, we have a couple of our members are having interesting events this weekend, some of which we've mentioned on this show before, but I want to remind people uh, who are listening to try to seek out and attend these events. Um, tomorrow, um, Gelson's and the Manhattan Beach Education Foundation are teaming up for a shopping give-back day. 5% of all sales at Gelson's Manhattan Beach uh, between the hours of 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. tomorrow on Saturday will be donated back to the Education Foundation. Um, as you know, you know, educate, public education as a whole is grossly underfunded in California, and every dollar that everybody donates, every business sponsorship, every fundraiser that goes into the Education Foundation, you know, allows them to provide funding to for programs such as you know, counselors, music, science, you know, math specialists, all sorts of good things. So we encourage everybody in the community to stop by Gelson's tomorrow. That's going to be a that's going to be a big chunk of change, a whole day of, of uh, percentage of sales. That's going to, it, that's it, going to be nice. It, it's 7 to 10. It's going to be fantastic. And they're going to have um, 
all sorts of entertainment and activities. You know, our friend um, Suzanne Herring from the Suzy Show will be doing balloon, you know, art. They're going to have music. They're going to have all sorts of, you know, activations going on all day. So take the family, take the kids, grab the neighbor, do whatever you need to do, and head over to Gelson's tomorrow um, anytime, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., and shop, shop, shop. So that's a fantastic one. Also tomorrow um, on Saturday from 3 to 6 p.m. at Shade Hotel Manhattan Beach, they will be hosting their annual Rosé Soiree. And this is a beautiful event um, in which there's unlimited rosé tastings. Tickets are only $45. You can drink all the rosé that you you can possibly consume (laughs) in those three hours. Of course, in shade, they have delicious little light bites and nibbles, um, you know, to sustain you throughout the day, but they transform their, um, the courtyard of shade Manhattan beach into this gorgeous pink rose, you know, kind of festival. And uh, last year they brought in all these cherry blossom trees. It was stunning. I don't know exactly what they're going to do, what they're going to do this year, but they always, you know, it's shade Manhattan beach. They always go all out and, it's quite fun. You know, get a little dress up, have some fun, come out and, and drink all the rosé wine you want. For it's going to be it's, it's another event you can wear a big hat to if you want. You can wear a big hat. You can wear your pink. You can wear your hair stuff. Yes. You, you can. Yeah. And, and if you don't want to do that, if you just want to stop by, if you're out running around, that's fine too. You know, we'll take you anywhere you come. But it is kind of um, it's fun, and it's not just you know for for girls at that point. You know, it's open to men, women. Obviously, you have to be over 21 um, to sample and drink the wine. But it it really is a beautiful event. And when you walk into it that is. courtyard and you see it all decorated, it, it's it's just very special. So um, we encourage that. Uh, on Monday, uh, we have Leadership Manhattan Beach, which we had on the show a couple of weeks ago. They, the class, um, Leadership Manhattan Beach class of 2019 is having their class project fundraiser at Tin Roof Bistro right there in the Manhattan Village Mall area. And that is from 6 to 9 p.m. It's $35 if you purchase a ticket in advance. It's 45 at the door. And that's, you know, a nice fundraiser for the project, which, if you recall, is to purchase um, uh, defibrillators for all the Manhattan Beach police vehicles, all the entire fleet, and then hopefully um, as they uh, meet that threshold and earn and, and bring in even more funds, they're able to purchase defibrillators for key high traffic, you know, some open 24-hour areas in the city of Manhattan Beach, anywhere from, we talked about, you know, downtown Manhattan Beach and key locations, uh, the North End, the mall, you know, places over by the Johnson Center, some of the parks and those areas, uh, we all know, um, you know, the defibrillators save lives, CPR save lives, and why wouldn't we all support this event and, you know, make sure that everybody's equipped with um, the possibility to do that, God forbid, uh, if we have any type of, you know, cardiac arrest situation anywhere, which, as we all know, happens. So uh, we encourage mm, everybody right. to come out on Monday Monday for that. Uh, and then, of course, um, as we mentioned earlier in the show, today is International Women's Day, which leads me into my last thought, and that is the election that we had. Um, you know, we had two city council seats open in Manhattan Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Haworth and David Lesser, bless their hearts, are terming out after eight fabulous years of service. And um, we have an interesting situation happening here. Suzanne Hadley has definitely taken uh, the, the majority of the votes, and she um, is definitely you know, uh, in to be uh, the next uh, seat uh, on the council. And the, the last seat is being kind of duped out between um, Hildy Stern, another woman, and then Joe Franklin. They are only about 30-some-odd uh, votes apart, and all the provisional absentee ballots, mail-in ballots, all of those are still being counted. And uh, I've been told wow, over, or over all, all combined, there's over 1,000 of those have a ballot to vote. Wow. Wow. So it can change. It you know, might be Hildy, might be Joe. Um, you uh, you never know. That rhymes. It might be Hildy, might be Joe. You never know. I didn't plan that, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so it's very interesting, though. But listen, if Hildy comes out, you know, it prevails over Joe Franklin. And going into it, Hildy was, you know, slightly ahead of Joe by, like, it's something like, right. I think, 34 or 37 votes. So if she prevails, 
and Suzanne, of course, you know, is already in, um, it will be a woman, dom- female-dominated city council for the first time. First time, his- yeah. I, so, I think I think it will be the first female. Yep. Yeah, it'll be in all the South Bay. I think that that'll be a first <clears throat> for the entire South Bay. Possibly. So, right. Um, you know, very exciting. Regardless, we always want um, engaged, informed, passionate, fabulous, effective council women, council men, however you slice the pie. But it is a very interesting situation kind of unfolding here in Manhattan Beach. So um, more on that next week, hopefully. You had you had a bunch of people running for those two seats. I think you had seven or nine people running for those two seats, Kelly, right? Yes, we had seven. We had two candidates who are former councilmen um, who you know, have been out of that spotlight for a couple of years who came back and were running again. Uh, we had two women, Suzanne and Hildy, and then we had uh, – Two, two or three other men. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm new, don't have my list. New people, yeah, uh, yeah, yes, new people. So some of which have yeah. been commissioners and other things, and you know, one ran before uh, two years ago, but is newer really to Southern California and the city. So we had a very nice mix. Um, we had one uh, gentleman who is a dentist um, in town and actually grew up, went to Costa, you know, literally grew up from the time he was, you know, a toddler, and now is his own business. So really interesting, diverse mix. All of them extremely passionate about, you know, making a difference in this area and kind of all running on a different platform. So it's been an interesting race. And, um, of course, you know, in, in true political style, it's not over yet. And, um, you know, we'll hopefully next week I can, it might be announced before then, but we can, you know, discuss it a little bit more then and, um, and see how it all, you know, what the results are. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Suzanne Headley. Congratulations, yeah. Suzanne. Let's put that out there. Um, yeah. All right, cool. A lot, I'm a, lot of I'm, good I'm information. A, I'm, a, I'm a Hadley family fan. I am I'm definitely a Hadley family, a family fan. Too. Too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I voted for the Mr. Hadley a while back. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, assemblyman. Yes. Um, they're a wonderful family. You know, they've raised their kids here wonderful. in Manhattan Beach, you know, going to public schools, yeah. and uh, now most of them are off into college. Um, and they just really uh, are, are fantastic uh, families. Suzanne has been working at our county library in Manhattan Beach uh, for a couple years, and she's always been very involved in the community. So it's going to be a fantastic. Um, uh, way for her to be even more involved and make a difference, and then you know what? That last seat, we'll see what happens. Democracy right. in action, right? Democracy. Right. What, what do they? What do they say? All, all, all politics is local politics. Joe, is that what it? What, is that what they say? All politics That's is local. Tip, That's it. Tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill. Tip O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. It all starts at your level, and the fact that yeah. The race is maybe 30 votes, you know, uh, that, that that happens in the, all over the South Bay. You know, elections can be won right. by a handful of votes. So that's why it's so important for right. people to get out and do it. All right. So, listen, let's get back to our topic with our guest, yeah. Kelly Fogarty, Seroptimist International Manhattan Beach. You know, Kelly, you were talking earlier about you made a statement about how how you can function as a, a country if half of your population is not, you know, is not invested, is not vested, empowered. How could you, yeah, yeah, is not empowered. And, and you know, it always brings me back to, um, I, I read a lot. I read a lot. I mean, I read a lot. Mm. And, and I read a lot of history. And the settling of the United States uh, for a long time has been one of my favorite topics. And they always talk about how the West was won. You know, and and the men that went west and, you know, go west, young man, you know, and and, you know, shoot him up and, you know, all this stuff and going for gold in 1849, all this stuff. And they talk about, you know, the men that, you know, made the west. And I got news for you. You know, the west, when the men were there, was a filthy, like vermin infested, disease written, <laughs> dangerous. It was, it was an awful place. It was, it was the it was the women that that settled the west. It was, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. until women came came along, and 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 made things work. I mean, it it was just not a good place, you know. Sure, they came out here and they 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 lived like pigs in styes, and there was there was there was no order, there was no culture, there was no gov- there was no, and it wasn't until women came along that made it habitable for like everybody else, 
You know, most people don't right. know that. You know, you go back and you read, read, read the history books on it. It's very interesting how, yeah, the West, the West wasn't exactly won by, by men, you know, and, it, and it's, I imagine it's the same in all these other cultures, right, Kelly? I'm sure you're right, and I, 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 a phrase is coming to me, something like men explore and women civilize or something like that, but um, the, the, the stories, the, the wowie big stories are about the exploration, right? They're about the, right. the men and the travels and the first time somebody saw the whatever, and um, but yes, of course, it, it would just be still, you know, primitive had not the women come along and civilized it and settled it and made it happen and i i think i think it is very uh, much i think the women's women are prone to settling prone to civilizing partly probably anthropologically because they have the children to raise and protect they have the the you know unprotected to protect whether they're caregiving for others or caregiving for children who have no defenses and so they're the ones who who want to fortify who want to have security and want to have the things that that uh, make a civilization and make it uh, so that we can eat year round without oh let's just pick up and go 200 miles where the where yeah. we can find some well, food so because yeah, you've got to have sense. a base Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more common sense, and I, I, I'll, I'll bet you whatever amount you want that if it was a group of women that were going to the North Pole or Everest, not as many would have died. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they they would have had a lot more common sense. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't hear these stories about you know whole shipfuls of people dying because people made bad decisions. But that's another mm. story. Yes. <laughs> I love your I, attitude, I do, Jackie. I do go that. off on tangents. I do, I do, I know, I admit it. <laughs> all not right, so let's, as many will have let's, died. Yeah, no, no, definitely not as many would have died. Um, and we have more body fat. But anyway, um, Lunafest. Uh, let's uh, let's um, let's get let's get to Lunafest, which is the Seroptimus uh, big uh, up, upcoming fundraiser. Um, a short film festival uh, for, about, and created by women, and it's taking place the end of this month, Sunday, March 31st, at 2 p.m. at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. This is a great film festival. Um, Kelly, you want to... You want to tell us about it? It is. It is. We're we're just so inspired. We found it about a dozen years ago, I think. But Luna, the Luna Bar Company, Luna had started it in the year 2000, and their their whole thing for creating this was to address the gender disparity in filmmaking. So that talk about another conversation that's bubbled up in society in the last few years through the Oscars, through discussion of diversity in films, and so on. But this this uh, you know lack of presence of female storytellers and voices and leads and actresses and so forth in in that industry um you know has has been you know known and and uh, understood for many many years and so really back in 2000 and how they decided the Luna Bar company decided to do it is ask for submissions they chose a short film format it doesn't have to be documentary it doesn't have to be any particular thing but the 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 submissions will come in a films by, for, and about women. And it can be anything, anything women are are doing, are interested in, are engaged about. They can be funny. They can be dramatic. They can be a minute. They can be 15 minutes. So every year they get submissions. They get hundreds of thousands of – let me me look at some numbers here. Um, They they get submissions and they hold a judging and they'll put together at the end a, um, you know, one CD with about 80 or 90 minutes worth of films on it. If you don't like the film you're watching right now, it's going to end in a minute and another one's going to start. But they're they're all incredible, and they, they may come from other countries. They'll come with every every kind of uh, technique. It might be animated. It might be a documentary type. It might be a, a cute, fun story. So... Um, they're they're outstanding. They I still get goosebumps when I think of some of the ones that I've seen in the past. They're just so moving and they're just um, uh, put together in, in in such a great way. And then Luna, which again now part of what they do with the proceeds that we give back when we make money on on selling tickets to our Luna Fest production is they give money to something called Chicken and Egg Pictures, which is uh, uh, 
celebrating and champion, championing women filmmakers. So through just having it and having it here, we're supporting other filmmakers, future filmmakers who will come along. I think I read there are 175 screenings around the country each year now. It started off small, and now, um, you know, different areas you can apply for and, you know, get the Luna Fest Festival. So as I say, we've been doing it for a dozen years. It's a wonderful afternoon of films that will just touch and inspire and make you laugh and make you cry and make you throw stuff at the screen. So um, they've they've um, got they've said they've worked with 154 filmmakers in the last eight, 17 years. So that it's just you know elevating those stories and that. And so we we uh, have it. We graduated from you know the the high school auditorium. 12 years ago to having it at the Redondo Beach Performing Arts Center. It's been a wonderful journey for our club in bringing this to our community, and, and universally people just love it. So um, you can buy tickets on our website. Tickets are only $20 for advanced tickets, and, and at the door they'll be $25. Um, what, what else can I tell you? Um, I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, does does this Luna Fest Film Festival does it only work with Sure Optimist, or do they work with other like women's organizations throughout the country? Do you Absolutely, know? they do. Yes, they do. If you yeah, Google okay. Sure Optimist in Pennsylvania, you might find that a you know a, a, a women's alumni association somewhere is showing it, or some other kind of an organization. So that's something that so. How does that work? Do do you go to them? Do they come to you? Do they reach out to the women's groups, or do the women's groups reach out to them? They have a the place on their site host a host a Luna Fest okay. host a screening, and you can click there and you can send in your information. You can apply. I'm pretty sure you have to be a nonprofit. They want to work with right. nonprofits. They want someone who aligns with their mission in some way. I think, mm-hmm. but. Maybe not even. I mean, if if you're an organization that wants to support. Uh, uh, you know, women filmmakers. They do have a geographic, you know, uh, exclusivity. So I, I don't want to encourage everybody else in our community to try to, you know, host oh, a Luna Oh, I Fest. see, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't want to right, have right, two right. in Redondo Beach this year, right? It's the same films each. Uh, right. And then gets a, a new a new edition each year comes out. But um, I, I know people, I know there's Seroptimist clubs in all parts of the country now that, that do Luna Fest as a fundraiser. And it's, a, it's really a fantastic uh, opportunity and a, a fantastic uh, afternoon or evening or however anybody wants to do it. And Kelly, I, I, I yeah. have... I have a question ahead, for you, Kelly. Kelly. This is this is the other Kelly. Yes. Um, our, with so much, you know, talent, uh, obviously in Southern California, but particularly, you know, Manhattan Beach and the South Bay too. Are there any local filmmakers um, from you know, kind of the semi-immediate area um, that have submissions to Linda Fest that we might be yes. able to look forward to? Yeah, well, um, I don't know about this year's films. I know that in the past years we we have had some of the local filmmakers. When their films have been selected and they're in there, we've had them come and speak to the group, do a Q&A. Um, we did it two years ago, I remember, I think the year before that. Um, I think it depends, you know, who, who, who are the films by in any particular year. But our committee who organizes this every year, um, Monica Fry, who is a manager at Manhattan Village, is our committee chair and has been for a number of years, and she always evaluates any opportunity to invite, you know, a, an actress, a, a filmmaker, anyone associated with that year's films, and have them come in uh, and speak to our um, audience just, you know, briefly on those days, and and uh, sometimes give very insightful question and answer sessions. It's it's a lot of fun. Neat. I love that. I love hearing those stories. I can't wait to go. And let's just make sure everybody knows, too, this is not just for women. Men can, men can attend also, correct? They won't be Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'd like to hear about some of the films. I, I'd like to hear about some of the films um, without, you know, giving anything away. Um, like, Kelly, can you tell us how, how many shorts are going to be in, how long it is, and then maybe tell us just Give us some teasers. Sure, it's um, it's I think it's eighty five minutes. This um, 
this time. I've got one here called Today, Tomorrow, and Yesterday, and it's by Jackie Files. It says she is a story artist, writer, and animator based in Los Angeles. All right, maybe this is someone we can um, invite. She recently earned her BFA from California Institute of the Arts Character Animation Program. Um, She has made this film about a young woman who finds her old diaries while moving out of her childhood bedroom and learns to make peace with herself. And it's an animated film. Um, I see another one here. There's a, a Auckland, New Zealand native named Yonoko Lee. Uh, she's originally from Singapore, and she says she likes stories and is interested in exploring the human condition and the female experience. Her um, her film is called You Are Dead to Me, you know, letter U, letter R, Dead to Me. A dried flower delivery woman gets a glimpse into the cycles of love and loss. And so... It, it just It's a bit of everything. Here's one called we, Are We Good Parents? When a couple's 14-year-old daughter says she's going to her first dance with her classmate, they question their preconceived notions of her sexuality and their openness as parents. There's one called Drummer Girl, and the trailers are on our Facebook page, and the brief description of all the films are on our Facebook page as well. Our Facebook is SI Manhattan Beach, I think. Soroptimus International Manhattan Beach. I think it's SI Manhattan Beach. Very interesting. I, let's talk a minute um, about the very first one you mentioned with the local, I think you said um, Los Angeles-based um, writer about she finds her diaries when she's moving out of her house. I know. Doesn't um, that sound interesting? It, no, it does. Cause, okay, Jackie, can you imagine finding your diaries that you wrote when you were like a young teenage girl and reading them now in this point in our life? Uh, um, let me tell you, I'm, I, I, I've expe- I experienced something similar, not, not diaries, but something similar. It is, it is opening. It is, I, you know, cause I've always been a writer, you know, I've always written in some form or another. And when you go back and you find that stuff, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. No, that I sounds remember, really interesting. I know. I remember keeping my diary in those days. You know, I, I don't know how diaries are now, like for young girls. So it had the little flap that you know flapped over yeah, and locked and you had like a little I had an older brother so I always hid my diary and hid that key you know the best kind of my older brother you know reading it and taunting me and you know telling you know any neighborhood those, boys those that I had a crush on them <laughs> those, those locks were so flimsy those those little keys and locks I mean it, all it would take is a really hard push of your thumb and you would break that lock. Yeah, the diaries were just not not very safe. You had, you had to hide them well. Yeah, I had a little sister <laughs> that would do that would do the same thing. You know, she was she was just you know it, it would never end if she got a hold of my diary. <laughs> uh, I'm curious. Do you still keep a diary? You write, so do you still write in a diary? You know, journal, as an adult journal. today or journal? Do you still write? Do you journal. physically write or do you uh, type? You know, I do type. You... I, I type everything. Kelly, my handwriting is atrocious. It's atrocious. So I have to, I have to type everything out. Yeah, I type everything, but that it works for me. It works for me. So that that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it lives yeah. in the cyber world somewhere on the cloud, right? Well, I, yes, I, that's I, right. I, important. I print, out, I print out stuff. I actually print out stuff. I have several books in the works. You know, so I'm constantly, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always writing and I'm always printing stuff out because for me, like, I still read book books. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, the the physical part of it, the tactile part of it is very important to me. So I have manuscripts, you know, I have file cabinets full of manuscripts. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a 20th century girl. I think we need to have Rosé Soiree over at Jackie's house. (laughs) (laughs) We can find her old journals and read them. There you go. Nice. Uh, Wow, that's fantastic. Joe, Joe, Joe. Go ahead. Yes. Joe, Joe, just completely been left out of the conversation. Did you keep a diary? I I do keep a diary. Kind of. It's uh, in a in an application called Journal, and yeah, I love this uh, yeah. tool. And I, it's on my phone, it's on my desktop computer, and uh, it's a permanent record of every you know passing. Oh, I can I can leave voicemails, I can write, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I can upload files. They all get stored, and 
It's just a, a stream. You know that, that's interesting you mentioned that because I also keep – I have three calendars. You know, I have my mm-hmm. calendar on my phone. I have my calendar on my Outlook. And I have a day planner that I have had for at least 35 years. All wow. right? I get, the, I, I get the inserts every year. I have all of them. I have, I've kept all of them, and it is. It's just like you said, every single thing I'm doing that day is, is written down in there. Um, I have so much information. They sell those darn things, but they still, sell, they they still sell the inserts. Yes, yes, I'm still going. It's a fulfillment company. I've been going to, I, you know, I call them or I go on, now I go online. I used to call them. Now I go online, and I, I just order the same thing year after year, and I've had to replace the actual cover twice. Uh, because it just got old and cracked and stuff. But you see, mm-hmm. now this is just one movie that th- this is one movie that's in this film festival that Kelly just told us about. Look at the conversation it started. <laughs> right, 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 <clears throat> right. right? And just well, and just imagine the other films <clears throat> and how those conversations yeah. can be too. It it really is um, fantastic. I'm really looking forward uh, to going to. I've never been to Lunafest before. Kelly, oh, terrific! Oh, I'm, so I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Cheryl invited me, and I, um, Jackie. I hope you can join me. It'll be really. Um, I think it'll be really. You know, I've been to it. I've I've been to it. I've been to it a couple of times. Um, As Mm -hmm. a matter of fact, you know there are, you know these. I like these short film festivals. There's another one here in the South Bay, uh, the Wild and Scenic Film Festival that the Palisades Peninsula Land Conservancy. Oh yes. uh, As a as a fundraiser, I got to tell you something. My husband and I go to both of these. um, Not every year, you know. Well, sometimes we go a few years in a row, and then we take a year off or whatever. But I love the short film, uh, uh, what do you call it, Joe, style, uh, what do you call it, short film format. Yeah, I like the short film format. Um, As a matter of fact, I recently, um, the last couple of years, I've gotten into uh, more into short story formats. Um, I've been buying more books, uh, collections of short stories, um, because I find that they're really good. Like if you got to go to the dentist or the doctor in the waiting room or something, short stories, you can read them really fast while you're waiting. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so, but, but the short, the short, and as Kelly mentioned earlier, if you don't like this one, don't worry, it's going to be over in two minutes. Yeah. You know, if, and if short, it's not but short film, to, short yeah. films as, as short stories, as a writer, you know, it forces you to an economy. It forces you to edit yeah. and to pick yeah. what is my voice? What is my message? What am I trying to say here? And, and doing it quickly, you might do the same thing in a feature length film, but this, this, forces certain you know restrictions on time like it everything does. is just one factor of filmmaking or of storytelling and um so yeah short film it, it's it's a unique it's a different thing the other thing we love about LunaFest is we we sponsor a um service club at maricosta called the s club we founded it back in the 1960s our club has been here since 1953 the whole organization mm-hmm. um was founded in 1921 in alameda county so we're we're only two years away from our centennial which we're also very excited about um but our mm. club has been here and has sponsored the s club at maricosta since the 60s and i've kind of been serving as their liaison this year so every year the s club students will come and help us at luna fest they'll volunteer they'll help you know pass out programs and uh, serve refreshments and those kinds of things too but um as they're able to attend these films too i think this year the stricture is something like it should be 14 and over some films are a little more uh tough themes or adult themes and sometimes you don't want to bring small kids um other films are fine for small kids, so um, just just an, an, F, an FYI. But um, they love the films, and they love you know being able to come and, and participate in our uh, in our event here too. So that's one of the local kind of service projects and, and outreaches we do too. We're trying to show these high school girls how to be a woman in the community, in your community, how to be a, a business person. Soroptimus was sort of founded on the idea of women in business and professions. The, the, um, that's not required any longer, but the idea was back in 1921, women weren't allowed to join service organizations. They were they had businesses right. or they were professionals, but they um, the, those organizations that wanted to give back in their community were, were restricted to men. So a group of women in Alameda County uh, founded the first Soroptimus Club in 1921, and and you know to show teen girls you may not be there yet, you may go to college, you may have whatever other post 
you know, high school experiences you have, but at some point, here's how to be a woman in the world, in your community. Yes, you may have a family. Yes, you may have a job. Yes, you still have um, a, a space for volunteering and, and working to improve your community as well. So um, we, we, love, we love our girls. They're, they're funny. <laughs> Okay, Kelly. Kelly, I got to tell you, nothing gets done. Nothing gets done any place without sponsors. Do you want to give your sponsors a little shout out? Oh yeah, absolutely. And and now I'm going to have to go find that file so I don't leave anybody out, right? Yeah, don't leave, <laughs> I think any, you can't had, leave anybody. I think you don't had the. Uh, we're going to use the poster, and our poster has. Um, has all the uh, sponsors, but every year Chevron is a uh, the Chevron Refinery is a sponsor of our. Um, of this event, waste management services is we've we've had in the past. Now I'm struggling for it. We've had in the past the um, uh, different restaurants and uh, wine donors donate some food and and so on to us. Mm-hmm. So I don't have it at my hand here. I'm sorry to say who our current sponsors are. Mm-hmm. Let me look for it while we continue. You to know what? Talk. I can I can I can look yeah, for it yeah, too. Yeah. I can I can I can pull it up. Um, let me pull it up because I got it on my thing right here. I got everything right here. If if I have the right poster, let me see. It should be. Yeah, I should find it on our Facebook. Oh, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got Luna, of course. Um, Chevron, Continental Development, um, Chicken and Egg. Oh no, no. Okay, Lunafest. No, no. Brought to you by Lunafest. Benefiting Chicken and Egg Pictures in Soroptimus, Manhattan Beach, supported by Chevron, Manhattan Village, Continental Development, Precision Waste Solutions, LLC. There you are. That sound about right? That sounds about right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we gotta. We always gotta. You know. Give you bet. Absolutely. Uh, We so appreciate sponsors for this. They'll help underwrite the costs, of course, and, and that allows us to, to bring more of the profits. And the profits, you know, that support women filmmakers, and the, but, but the majority of the funds that, that we raise go to support our two core Seroptimus programs that people all around our federation do. They're called DREAM programs, and one is for women. It's the Live Your Dream Education and Training Awards for a single head of household, I think Cheryl mentioned earlier, and they're cash grants for women, and then they're also support and mentoring as she works to improve her earning capability, her job opportunities to help her and her family. And then the other one is called Dream It Be It Career Support for Girls, and we mentor teen girls in, in finding a, a career path and, and so on. And, and Cheryl also touched on that. So those, well, those I, are the, I, the places our money I, goes. I had one of those up on my website, Dream It Be It. Yes. Uh, you, did you just have it recently, or is it coming yes. up? It was last weekend. It was, it was uh, we last had 30, weekend. 35 okay. girls. Yep. We do target girls uh, and seek out girls, especially those who might be uh, facing more obstacles than, than others, whether because uh, of economic situations or family situations. Um, I remember the first year before we did it, we, we found a focus group of girls to kind of go through the curriculum with us and talk about what, what resonated with them and what they're facing. Some girls who wanted to do some trades, one wanted to be a welder. But one of her obstacles was going to be that her family, especially her mom, was absolutely adamant that she was never going to do this. So even though she understood it, even though she had been doing it, you know, informally for years, she had relatives in the business, people who would apprentice and train her, her mom was just going to be a huge obstacle. So what's the right way to stand up to that? What's the right way to convince someone in your life that this is, you know, really what you want to do. So whatever your obstacles are, wherever you are, whether you're, you know, Ivy League bound or, or you know, really don't know where you want to be, um, helping explore those ideas and passions. And, you know, again, it's the legacy. It, we'll, we'll, I'll be gone someday. We'll be gone someday. But did we help steer some woman, some girl on a path that's, that's going to make a difference in her life? And so, you know, we live forever. I would love to be a welder. I'm not kidding. I, I would love to be a welder. <laughs> I would love to be a welder. You know, but then again, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do, really seriously. But Joe, you know, this has been fascinating, Kelly. Um, Joe, we got to wrap yeah. this up. It's Friday. We got a weekend to get to. We got a weekend to get to. Fantastic. Yes, we do. Uh, Kelly Fogarty, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Come to LunaFest. You too, Joe. You come to LunaFest. I wonder. I will. And and uh, Kelly Showman, thank you for joining us. It is my pleasure. J. 
Jackie, of course. Thank you for joining us. Always a pleasure, Joe. And I will sign off uh, similarly to the way the four Cohans signed off for their uh, their vaudeville career. Uh, my mother thanks you. My wife thanks you. My daughters, Sarah and Olivia, thank you. Uh, celebrating International Women's Day, I'm surrounded by women and the memory of women that have shaped my life and uh, for which I am very grateful. And uh, to all of you women out there, thank you for joining us today. We'll see you soon. Have a wonderful time. And, of course, join us, LunaFest, Short Film Festival for, about, and created by women. Uh, taking place this Sunday, March 31st at no, 2 p.m. No, 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 not, not, not this, not, not this, not this Sunday, March 31st. No, not this Sunday, March it's 31st. A, it's on the, <laughs> the end of the month, it's the end of the month. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. All right. Saved by yeah. a woman. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>